Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, and I'm your host. And today we're going to tackle practical presentation principles. How to give a good presentation. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, glad to have you back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. I'm the managing director and founder of The Brief Lab, where we help people master clear and concise communication, how to get to the point. The point of this podcast is pretty simple. It's to help you become a much more efficient and effective communicator, how to cut through the clutter. It's tough. We have to give presentations. I don't like them. I don't like giving them for many of the same reasons you don't like giving them. Uh, They feel too formal. Um, It feels like a performance. Um, All the eyes are on me. Everybody's looking at me. There's pressure. You got to give a presentation. You've got to make it. You got to make a big impact. So a lot of people don't like them. I don't. I don't like them. So today we're going to talk about how to make them better, but some very practical ways. So I can promise here's five practical insights, less than 15 minutes. Um, we'll, we'll get right at it. Why? Why do we need to focus on this? Well, if you think about it, most of us, myself included, we don't give presentations very often. So there's a risk that we revert to bad habits or, you know, we're working with people that give them and we need to give them advice or counsel. So this is meant for either you who who might have to give a presentation or you're working with people that have to give presentations. How do you, how do you make them better? Okay. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to focus on that. And as I mentioned often in podcasts, We're going to refer back to previous podcasts because the reason I do these is to make you a more effective communicator. And this is their third season now. So we've got, this is like episode 99. It's a big number. So in episode 91, um, I want you to go back and that's just about finding your voice. And there's a lot of good insight in there that's connected to this about about being conversational and not making it a performance. So I, I would highly encourage you to listen to that again after this or to listen to it the first time if you haven't listened to it before. So episode 91. So one of the things that people, and I just doing a little quick research for this podcast, is people give tips about how to give better presentations. So I just did a quick query and I came up with just on the first pane, the first five or six in a list on Google, um, 10 public speaking icebreakers, five killer ways to open up your next presentation, how to incorporate humor into presentations, Public speaking humor for presentations, jokes for public speaking. We've probably heard this before. If you haven't, you know, it's they say it's it's not um, it's not good to start with a joke. I don't know if it's good or not, but people you hear that all the time. Don't start with a joke. Well, you can start with a joke. I guess if you're funny, but that's one of the things you always hear in presentation principles: is do you start with humor or not? And it's just. It's just, it can be awkward. If, obviously, if a person's not funny and the joke's not funny, it's, it's, you know, don't start with a joke. So we're not going to talk about stuff like that. There's plenty of books written on that. We're just going to get really practical about how to give a better presentation when you have to give one. So what do you start to, I want you to start thinking about this. Um, all right, I got to give a sales presentation or I got to give a, a formal presentation to the board of directors or I've got to speak at a conference or whatever the instance might be. You may not feel comfortable going into that. Um, again, they often are very formal. 
There's a lot of expectation. You feel like you have to give a performance. You don't do it very often. There's some pressure involved. People start getting nervous. How do you handle that practically? Well, here's just here five things that I've I just written down. Just to, If I'm sitting here with you and helping you prepare for a presentation or giving you some advice that you can share with somebody else, what would I tell you? The first thing is whatever the amount of time that you have, give some amount of that time back. So if the presentation is going to be 30 minutes, try to make it in 25. If you got an hour, try to do it in 50. If you got 10, 15 minutes, try to do it in 10 to 12. Always give people some time back. Okay, You don't want to go past the time because that's bad. And, and you don't want to make it significantly shorter. So I'm not saying if you've got a half hour, make it in five. Okay, so people often say, oh, brief, everything's got to be two seconds. No, whatever the amount of time that you have, try to make it, try to do it in less time. It gives some time back. People always appreciate that. And if you feel comfortable, tell people, hey, in the spirit of brevity, we finished a little bit early. Nobody will ever mind if you give them three minutes back or five minutes back or 10 minutes back. So if you can do that, it's always better. And if you feel confident you can do that, tell people up front. All right, so that's one thing. Make it a bit shorter. The second thing, for those who have taken courses with us, you'll have heard this, is the brief executive summary. What, what constitute an, constitutes an executive summary are three or four questions in this order. What is the point of the presentation in eight words or less? Eight to ten words or less. Number two, why is this relevant? Why is this important for them? Okay. And again, eight to 10 words. So you're telling them what right up front, why right up front. What information are you going to cover? Heard me say this technique of flagging. There's three or four things. There's five topics, whatever it might be. List those out. And then what's the so what? Um, what's the promise? Um, what are you going to give? What's the big takeaway for them? I would recommend that you write that out. If you're familiar with how to use a brief map, I would use a brief map. And I would say that out loud in 30 to 60 seconds before you start, before you get into it. Hey, I'm here today to talk about, you know, accounting and why it's so critical for our corporate performance. For our, and why I'm going to tell you this is because dot, dot, dot. Here are the three things I'm going to cover. And at the end of this presentation, I hope to leave you with some end state, some payoff, um, so say that in 30 to 60 seconds and say it out loud in advance so you get comfortable with giving the executive summary. Say that first and then say it at the end. These become like bookmarks for your presentation. It's how you start and how you end. You've heard this before, so it's nothing new. Tell them what you're going to tell them. What, why, the information and the so what. And then tell it to them and then tell them what you told them. Okay, that would be that would be the practical principle number two. Number three, find an opportunity. Look for an opportunity to use an image, a video, an illustration. If you have a whiteboard, a drawing, a flip chart, some visual, or a story, an analogy, or all of the above. Find an opportunity to fit that in. Can you share a story? Is there an analogy? Can you find a video or an image or an illustration? Can you draw something? Whatever that might be, it helps manage their, their, their focus during the, during the presentation. It gives them something to look at and to listen to. Okay? Find an opportunity. It doesn't have to be, you know, out of this world, but it just gives them something to anchor their brain 
while you're talking. Okay, so that would be the third thing. While I'm doing this, while I'm going through this list, these this is what I think about when I have to give a presentation. You know, make it a little shorter. Give me executive summary up front. Find an opportunity for an image or a visual or a story or an analogy. I, I do this. The fourth thing I do is get them involved. Nobody wants to hear you speak for 25 straight minutes or 30 straight minutes or 60 straight minutes. No matter how entertaining you might be or I might be, let stop talking at some point and get them involved. What do I mean? Well, give them an exercise. For the next two minutes, talk to the person next to you about whatever the thing you're talking about. Or I would like you to stop for one minute and write down any questions, comments, or observations you've had during this presentation. That might be a way to, to do that in the middle or toward the end to get people talking if you want to start like a Q&A period. Or you want to start a conversation. You literally want the people in the audience, if it's a smaller audience, to start talking to you. But it's a large audience. It might be a bit difficult. But they can still write a list of their comments and observations based on But you want to stop talking and get them doing something. Maybe, maybe design a short practical exercise where they're doing something in small teams. Design that in advance, but it gives you the opportunity so, so they see you stop talking. Why is this important? It's important because it will stop feeling like a presentation. It'll stop feeling like an exercise or a conversation, which is exactly what you want to do. Mix it up a bit. And then the last thing is prepare and plan for it, but don't memorize or rehearse it. You put way too much pressure on yourself. These things are already awkward and formal and there's pressure and everybody eyes on you and you feel like it's a performance and all of that. So by memorizing it, and rehearsing it to, like you're doing it as a performance, it's going to make it even more stress, stressful for you. So don't do that. Prepare for it. Plan for it. Say the executive summary out loud, but don't memorize it. It's just way too much pressure. So those are, those are five things. Again, make it shorter, a little bit shorter. Say the executive summary, the what, why information, so what, what, why, how, so what. Up front first and last. Third point is Use an opportunity for an image, a video, an anecdote, or an analogy. Embed that somewhere in there. Number four, get, get them involved. Have them do something so you're not talking. You'll, you'll just you'll stop saying something. It'll be them doing. And then five is prepare and plan for it, but don't rehearse it. Okay? What we want to do in presentations, to all these kind of wrapped up into kind of a so what for you, is you want to make this a conversational dialogue. It wants to, you want it to feel like you're having a conversation with them because you're actually having a conversation with them. You're not, you're avoiding the tendency to make this into a, a formal monologue or, or a present or like a performance. And people love conversations. And when they feel like conversations, the best presentations are conversations. People hate being talked at and in trying to make this a performance where you're funny and you're entertaining is just, it's not what they want. What they want is they want to be in a conversation with, with the presenter and make it, make it like that. So that's, that's my take on practical presentation principles. Again, people often say, kind of going back to those other bits of advice that you might get, is that, you know, in your presentation, don't start with a lame joke. Uh, but I might ask, can you end with one? Here goes. Do you know the first French fries were not cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. Just saying. 